Nerd Soul. Oh yeah, lay ill kid at one. Y'all still holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Let's go because we have all right a, a lot to talk about when it comes to the Marvel universe, especially since we expanded. All right, we met Echo. She was just a little Echo. Now she a full grown Echo, and we not by ourselves. Uh uh. I am joined by writer. Producer, director extraordinaire, Jay Shear, what's up? Hey, it's good to be here. And I added director to my resume since we last talked, which is not that long ago. So yeah, yeah that's pretty fun. Directed my first my first short film. But yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to talk about Marvel. And uh, and Echo's an interesting one. Echo's an interesting one. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Okay. I'm glad you used the word interesting. So let's start off on you. Interesting. Why would you say that Echo is inter interesting? Um... I think that it's interesting because for one, it's the first mature rated Disney plus show. So we haven't seen mature rated show since the, the Netflix days, right? Daredevil and uh, Punisher mm -hmm. and Luke Cage. Um, so it, now it's kind of interesting because besides a couple scenes, I would not have probably rated it mature to be honest with you. Like it's not that mature. It's like just cause they show a little blood, I guess. Yeah. Um, they, there's, it's pretty much the mature that is there because of Kingpin. Yeah, exactly. 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 And um I love I love Kingpin. I love Kingpin from the the Netflix universe. Um I love so net just for context, Netflix Daredevil is my favorite TV show of all time. Like I love the Netflix Daredevil Ooh, series. Favorite TV show of all time? Of all time. Like, ah. I can't think of anything that I like better. I mean Stranger Things is making a run for that for that title. Um I will be honest, man. Daredevil, it is good. I've gone back and started rewatching it. It really is good. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Like not only does it not only is it is it filmed with movie quality, everything's movie quality. Um, they have some fantastic action sequences, but it also takes you pretty deep into Daredevil's psyche and like why he's doing what he's doing and how he struggles with it. Um, and then, of course, Karen and Foggy uh, were <laughs> awesome as a part of that, too. And so was Kingpin. So so I say interesting because I think we're seeing like a, like Marvel sending a signal of like, hey, look, for those of you who liked the Netflix shows that we did, we're going to try and replicate what we did, what was done there in some of our future stuff. We know that because um, the showrunner for Punisher is on board to do the Daredevil series. They scrapped the Daredevil series that they were making and they're rebooting that whole series again. With Yeah, don't the, get me started on uh, that whole thing because <laughs> a lot of people want to talk about the creators and I'm like, yeah, you know, the creators, they were doing something wrong that made them start. But how do they get that far and you knew nothing i'm sorry Dude, yeah that is a leadership issue i'm yeah. like how'd they get that far and you knew nothing like yeah. what about the dailies like maybe a weekend you should have been like mm, no, no, no no i'm not feeling this <laughs> totally well yeah and disney has admitted that they just kind of blew it on that on that front like of their tv shows because they didn't go the traditional route of having showrunners and stuff like that they just kind of said like oh hey you get a tv show and like yeah yeah you get a tv show too and they, they didn't really like clarify any of that stuff so but since they are clarifying that stuff and since they are putting people back in the seats that we uh from the same creators that 
I loved content from that gives me a little bit of confidence because I couldn't stand Daredevil in um, in She-Hulk. I thought Daredevil in She-Hulk was like oh, the most ridiculous version of Daredevil. Like, oh, why boy. bring Charlie Cox back to be Daredevil and then have oh, him boy. be nothing like the former Daredevil? It's like, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. That was not. Um, it, it wasn't my favorite. I'll say that. I know there's people that love She-Hulk. Hey, look, I'm more power to you. It, it did not work on any level for me. Correct. Uh, so that's the same how I feel that. It, <laughs> I think I, I kind of checked out with. Well, you know what? I'm not going to mess with She-Hulk. I'm going to leave She-Hulk alone. I'm going to get back on. <laughs> we're going to talk about Maya. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So, so getting back to Maya. So so the point of me to say, saying all that was. This is a signal that they're sending to me that they're going back into a direction that I really like. But Echo is not a perfect show. It's a good show. It's I, I liked it. I liked it as a show. Um, episode four, I thought was brilliant. I thought episode four was exceptional. Um, episode two, I thought was actually fairly poor. The other episodes, yeah, they're all right. I, I, like, I like them okay. But um, I think what they're doing is they're sending a signal to me of like, that world that you used to love that was Punisher and Daredevil and Luke Cage, um, Jessica Jones will ignore Iron Fist. Um, that was a great that was a great world to live in and to to have content show up in. So And I'll even I'll even say this. Iron Fist had a great premise. Yes. The guy that played Danny just he wasn't I don't know, maybe he wasn't like confident enough i don't know what i was missing from it. he kind of seemed whiny right was, yes. is it need to be seen kind of especially <laughs> when they went in defenders and you paired him with uh daredevil like him yep. and matt murdoch he really seemed very kind of childish yeah 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 and you can make childish characters work but the problem was is i think that that guy felt a little bit too old to be able to be qualified yeah. as childish you know what i mean you, i was like you kind of old for this and weren't you like <laughs> yeah. trained by the super himalayan people and and apparently <laughs> you were mature enough to be the iron fist but now you're not you're because you're acting i don't know like like this is my company it's my my and i should be the <laughs> hero and i'm just like ah come on man you gotta help me here help help me like you yeah, if you're gonna do that kind of superhero, you gotta take like the it's gotta be like the Tom Holland, Toby Maguire, or even the Shazam kid. Yeah, kind of maybe style, yeah, you know? maybe if maybe it's because the age. If I yeah. like say if he was twelve to say eighteen, maybe even twenty, hmm. I you know, I'm sorry, I can't stand a whiny man. And I know someone gonna get mad in the comments, but I mean like look, be honest, you don't like a whiny man either. So <laughs> 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 but I, I'll agree. The it was cool to see that now. Okay, we're gonna show. We're gonna get a little rougher. We're gonna mm -hmm. show you know gunshots, big explosions, a whole bunch of blood all over the place. And we're not. It doesn't look like we're gonna super shy away from it. We're not gonna. This isn't gonna be John Wick. But we're not gonna shy away from scenes that might be a little a little rougher a little leaning towards a little you know tvma or rated r sort of right so um i was i'm i'm leaning with them i'm leaning with them uh i thought the marvel spotlight thing was i was like so why are we doing i mean are you trying to like why are you trying to separate this 
Because, mm. <laughs> mm. but I mean, they also did that for Werewolf by Night, and that was probably one of my favorite parts of Phase Four. So, yes, correct. Because yes, what was that like a Marvel feature presentation or something like? They did said they had some kind of special thing before that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that Echo is coming with a newer energy. They're like, hey, these are like rougher people. They live rougher lives because, you know, things, it's not always, you know, the attack from the sky. There are still people that are dealing with, you know, regular crime every day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. let's be honest, when when someone robs a bank, Iron Man is not showing up for that. You know, right. and, and, right. you know Thor is not coming because, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, gangsters that are like kind of terrorizing this, this, uh, say this kind of like neighborhood, these couple, this set of like, say 20 blocks in New York or something like that. There, he's not coming for that. Um, exactly. I mean, he could, he could probably wrap that up quickly. But, you know, it's, you know, they're not showing up for that. So having heroes that can be at that level, you know, like the ground level heroes, I like that. And so I am glad that they're making that, that, uh, I guess you could say push and that effort to go there with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. So I guess I'll switch over and ask, how do you feel about Echo? Like after you watched, you finished episode five. You saw the little like stinger at the end. What are you thinking? How do you feel about Echo? Um, as a character or as a show? Mm, character first, and then the show. Okay. Um, as a character, I'll be honest. I was a little bit disappointed that they made her have such a such a robust hero turn. Um, mm, okay. Because I kind of liked, I kind of liked her as like a, as like an anti-hero, sort of leaning towards villain, but realizing that the villains were screwing her over, kind of situation. I kind of liked that aspect of her character. She felt a little bit more Punisher-like as opposed to like Daredevil-like okay. or, or anything like that. Um, and so, like, I get, I, I, I like the arc that like she's she's learning like about her heritage and her heritage is actually about people who are heroes. And so she kind of starts to live into that, but I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do that really well, you're going to do that over like two seasons or something. You're not going to do it in like five episodes. That's, that's so yeah, fast to be able to they, pull that they off. They definitely moved along on this. I will give them that. And to, to his credit and some, some to his detriment, but I do like, I guess because I have felt the meandering of other Marvel shows. Yes. I've liked how this got to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how this got to the point as well. I think it's interesting where they choose to start all the Marvel shows. Like some of them feel natural, right? Like Hawkeye felt pretty natural. I, th mm -hmm. I felt like, um, uh, what was the Scarlet Witch show called? Uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. WandaVision felt natural where it picked up. Um, this show felt a little interesting because I felt like you could actually have a show like season one of this show could have been um, all of her like growing up under Kingpin and like and like running stuff for Kingpin even though we already know what happens because we've seen um, Hawkeye that it, it would have been an interesting kind of yeah we didn't see that time kind of leading up right it was just a really quick shot and i was like actually that's kind of a cool time period again she was like you know, we could we could have got a feel for like how bad she actually got and like how dedicated she was i know we saw some of it in in hawkeye but it just feels like kind of abbreviated so 
Um, so this show picked up at an interesting time when they're basically saying like Echo's origin as a hero is going to start kind of now. So there's a couple things though that I think. So for one, I love. I love her Choctaw heritage and how that's worked in. I thought that that worked yeah. for the most part really, really well. There's a couple times where I felt like it didn't work that well. Like, for example, the flashback to, uh, I don't remember the lady's name, but the lady who's part of the sports team and they have to beat the other oh, yeah. um, Native American village or whatever. I felt like that was filmed in a very... I'm going to use this term and this is kind of harsh and I don't mean it to be too harsh, but like, I felt like that whole sequence was really boring. Like it wasn't like fast cuts of like, there's action going on on the field, you know, like it was like, kind of like, we're going to now follow this person who isn't running that fast. And like, <laughs> like, he's like, I don't know. That was, that was filmed I'll, a little awkwardly. That, okay. Oh, <sighs> so they open up and they're, you know, they're playing the, um, uh, I guess what would be considered lacrosse now. So right, right. they're playing that game and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're playing a the game. But then I'm like, whoa, this game is high stakes. What y'all got to like leave? Like that's how y'all <laughs> yeah, settle. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, that's, <laughs> and then now they pull out their big dog. Now, of course, this is kind of before we know that she has su uh, superpowers or right. some kind of like, I'm like, um, I mean, I got love for you, but this dude is huge. Yes. Like, this yes. dude is huge. Yes. So... I, I know we're not supposed to make these arguments, but just this guy's big, man. He's, I mean, come on. And it's a very physical game. Like, yeah. right. uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it, but uh, and then they're all looking at her like, you got to do this. And she's like, no problem. I'm 80 pounds. And, I've got it. and I was like, I was like uh, I want to be honest. If I saw that guy on the football field, I'd be like, okay, uh, I've got to do something special because most of the time I just want to get out the way. Yes. Like, yes. Cause I, but the way they shot it, they didn't give us those. They didn't give us those kind of any given Sunday kind of, kind of shots. Exactly. Where, That's exactly like, what get, I'm talking get about. Get in there and show them like roughing each other up and like, you know, fighting over the ball and like, you know, get us. It was just like, all right, she's running. She's over there. I was like, hey, nobody can catch her. And then like, she did kind of like that little flip. I was like, all right, well, you know, okay. Had to get your point across. I get it. And, you know, we find out it's about a bloodline, which I think is cool. You know, there's yes. nothing wrong with that. Yes. But yes. it did seem, it was the flashback that I cared the least about. Correct. Exactly. That's exactly and how I probably I rolled my eyes the most about yes exactly it was and then remember when they had like they were actually going after the ball on the ground and like it was like this like whole semicircle of people with their sticks like just messing around with the ball which was the camera i was like that's just such a boring shot like they're, they're not hitting each other or elbowing each other they're, like yeah, if they would have hitting the ball with people like going shoulder to shoulder yes people falling down maybe getting yes. stepped on you know like yes you know, yes they would be like oh man they're, they're really fighting for because there's like one score left or whatever yeah because they're about to get kicked out of the area too like yeah. like you said like it's they're a pretty to, like, high stakes and, game who knows and when it comes to area we don't are, are they gonna have to like move like you know because back then it was like horseback so it's like what yep. 10 miles 20 miles 30 like how far do they have to go oh so, yeah you know i mean it wasn't you know you couldn't just hop in a car back then you know yeah. a, a horse was a car so <laughs> exactly like, exactly have one horsepower but, <laughs> but that was the one that I kind of was like, uh, but I also understand why that 
kind of why this kind of storytelling is why it's done and also why it's necessary i understand why it's necessary i just sometimes when i see it i'm like i don't i think there's better ways to get this across yeah but i i, I understand that you need that and then the the strong ladies when i was coming up we're all in like rated R properties. So you can't <laughs> can't say, hey, little girls, follow this woman. <laughs> right. She kills a guy at home with his family or goes to kill a guy at home with his family. He ends up joining them. Then he blows himself up at Cyberdyne. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not, you can't show little girls that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, you can, but I don't think you should. Yeah, <laughs> you should probably hold back there. Um, <laughs> So, so I love the, so here's my kind of like analysis of like the Choctaw heritage. This has become very popular ever since Watchmen, the series on HBO, like absolutely destroyed with it, right? Like that was like the best um, use of history to showcase where the character was in her journey. Um, and so I think it's a good, it's a good technique. Like you saw, you saw the Watchmen series, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was really way better than I thought it was going to be. Way better than I thought it was going to be too. And like they had the they had the whole um, Tulsa massacre uh, backdrop that they were playing with, and like mm -hmm. talk about like the most cinematic version of being able to display that story in a way that mattered generationally to the characters. Um, it was just phenomenal. So I get the desire to do it. I think that here it's done well several times, but then there's it, it's like it kind of has a it's kind of struggles in some other areas. So like, for example, I thought it was done really well in the flashback where um, the young girl is like learning, learning to shoot the guns and she's awesome. And, but her dad tells her like, sorry, like you're a girl, you can't be part of the, the, I think he called them like light horsemen or something like that. Uh, um, yeah. Light. Yeah. I think light horsemen. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And so he, she's like, oh, bummer. And then, and then she goes and helps like, because they go after some guys and then she helps fight them off. I thought that was a great flashback. I yeah. really liked the way that one was handled and they were, did it as like a silent film, which I thought was creative too. Mm -hmm. Um, but like near the ending, you know, when she's calling upon her powers, which that was, that was a little awkward. Like my wife did not watch the, the way, series with the me, way, but she was, that yeah. scene wasn't, ah, it was not great. It didn't, them standing behind her was like, I get what you wanted to say. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. But it kind of came off cheesy. It came off my wife to your point. My wife had not watched the series with me. She, but she was in the room doing something else. And so she saw that part and she's like, this is kind of cheesy. I'm like, I know it's kind of cheesy. Like I get what they were trying to do, but like, but again, this is a very in-depth ma rated show and they did what you what like like basically they took it down the shazam route right where it's like here's my family and we're all tough um yeah it, and it, yeah, it just didn't work because i think like I, they should have foreshadowed it a little bit more too like she could just she could distribute her powers through her ancestry like we didn't really yeah. know that we knew that like the i don't women know who if had they powers, were but. if they were distributing the powers or well i mean i don't know if she distributed the powers as much as she kind of like awaken theirs because they're the same bloodline so they kind of left it ambiguous i mean even though yeah. i guess spelling stuff out isn't always great either right but right i'm guessing maybe she kind of like awakened theirs since she finally came into her own yeah you know so i'm guessing because since they're part of the bloodline too they also can draw upon that power 
Yeah, you would assume so. Yeah, you would assume so. But we, but it would have been nice to have that at least like, I don't know. It was okay. So so from my perspective as a viewer, I'm watching the fact that now I'm I'm picking up on the fact that there's a lot of history with her family and that her family in the Choctaw Nation goes back all the way to a sort of spiritually inspired Chaffa and her and her people group of. Uh, magic users of some sort, right? Like, yeah, um, some kind of like maybe like enchanted people, or maybe right. they weren't. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were humanoid, but not considered human at the time. I, I don't know. They they left that kind of up to to explain later. Yeah, and and then this whole series, she's sort of like getting flashbacks of those things, but also she's not really drawing on the power for any reason at all until the end. I mean, I know there's a couple times where her hands light up and maybe it's giving her some sort of power, but we don't, we're not really sure what's going on there. And it's like kind of done in, in a fleeting kind of perspective. So on the one hand, I kind of liked how they were trying to execute it. I just feel like the execution of it, like to your point, felt really cheesy instead of really cool um which is kind of a bummer way to end it because i did think that like episode four like i said was the peak because it was just yes episode four to me was just so good um you know learning more about her mom and like going back into all of that those aspects of things like episode four felt the most emotionally relevant and it felt like it made me like echo the most of any episode that, that they had yet all right um, cool i'll I'll agree with kind of like the sentiment about the power and everything. Also, yeah. one thing that I didn't like about the show is that she had powers. Mm. I kind of wanted her to just be really cool. Like yeah. I can, like I'm a really cool fighter. Like I'm like, you know, I mean, not saying that you can't have powers, but I was just like, oh man, I, I thought she was just like really, really cool. And I mean, she is, it's just, I would have liked her to be just a human that's awesome. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, she has power, so that'll be cool. That'll help her, I guess, be at least have super strength. Um, yeah. So I guess also with it kind of like as a byproduct, like durability and maybe like a little bit of stamina or something. I don't know. But, you know, it, it uh, when you're looking at the back of your Marvel card, you know, she has like, but uh, I didn't like that she had powers but since she does i'm cool with that and i like the fact that it's a bloodline thing yeah. and now it makes me wonder how many other people have it or is it just chaffa's line right um, also right. shout out to chaffa uh <laughs> when they showed that doll i was like dang they hooked chaffa doll up boy <laughs> <laughs> that doll is not for the children. No, I was like, whoa. I was like, all right, okay, I'll see you. I mean, hey, look, you got you got to hook it up. But um, I think I'll I'll switch now, and I want to talk about episode four. Episode four is the one that I think we both like the most. And this is not to be mean to Maya or the young lady that plays Maya, but mm. I think episode four was so impactful and awesome because of the conversations with grandma and Kingpin. Yes. 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 Those two conversations were powerful. Absolutely. And just like the guy, I can't remember the, the guy, the, the guy from Law and Order. Um, 
whenever he plays Kingpin, there's always like this unsettling, like, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, are you gonna kill me? Or are you like, what what are you doing? Yeah. It's always that weird feeling. And the the conversation with the grandma, both of them were very, very touching and in different ways because you see that kingpin does have you know you know his heart was two sizes too small but we we see that there is this weird sort of familial connection that he has with my with maya um and he's about as affectionate as you're gonna get right with him i mean he brought like her favorite cookies and like you know a wine that he thought she would like it's like hold on are you like really trying to like this isn't this isn't a play you're like you're really trying to appeal like you're really trying to appeal to her yeah yeah and i was like that that was awesome so i i definitely liked the episode i think it was called taloa i'm probably pronouncing that wrong apologies guys but uh taloa at least from what i can pronounce that was a dope episode that like, was i awesome. really liked that a whole lot yeah and it got it got more into her character so i'll say i'll say this a couple things i love i love the the grandmother the character of the grandmother and her ex-husband i think they're both fantastic characters i loved the uncle that ran the the skate um the skating rink mm-hmm. loved him too i thought that those characters were amazing um i didn't really like the kingpin subordinate like oh. sort of irish guy like to me it was just that was that was played too much into the cheese ball category <laughs> um just for me personally um and then i would say one thing about i really like bonnie too her sister her uh, cousin her yeah. cousin i liked a lot um the one thing i'll say about maya's character who i do like and i do like the actress who portrays maya i think she does a really good job however there's one element of the character and this this is going to probably sound like overly harsh but i'm just talking about this from a storytelling standpoint mm-hmm. um not like from a not from a social norms or culture standpoint mm-hmm. but i think it's a i think it was a little bit of a mistake or they made it really difficult on themselves to give her two disabilities she is um she's she's deaf and she has an amputated leg she has a prosthetic leg and here's the reason why i say that it's really difficult for an audience when we're there's only five shows and we have to get to know her character and how she responds to her disabilities but there's two of them which means that we have to like constantly um be like instead of saying like look with daredevil for example right where it's like look he's blind he's got to deal with being blind and that's his whole that's his whole thing so then we start to understand like well when can he when can he use his like kind of like hearing powers to understand what's in the room and when can he not and when can but with with echo it's like not only does is she deaf which she has to deal with and they play with the sound levels in the show from here you know now and again but also she has a prosthetic limb and then has to deal with that in certain ways. And, and I don't feel like either of those two disabilities got the level of attention that they should have received. Um, 
it's almost played more as like a convenient like well in this scene her prosthetic leg is going to be more of the problem and then in this scene it's going to be her hearing is more of the problem but to me it felt a little bit like actually i think that if you would have just given her just the hearing disability that we could have then understood a little bit more because one of the things i think we love about characters is we love to know how they overcome the challenges that they have in their lives mm -hmm. and she has two big challenges in her life and it was difficult for me to connect with like well which one's a bigger challenge right now and like why is it a bigger challenge whereas i've never felt that way with like daredevil i'm always like oh yeah this guy can't see and this is the challenge in this situation or this is the reason why this scene is so compelling because he's overcoming that particular um disability or challenge and i feel like having two of those in a five episode series was a little bit like unexplored in some regards okay. um now but otherwise oh, i do go, like her character. No, go ahead go ahead no, I said, that's all I was going to say is I do like her character otherwise. And, and like you said, I love Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is phenomenal. So for the most part, I love all the characters. It's just some here and there that didn't work as well. The other guy that didn't work as well for me was the idiot who works at the skate shop who betrays the uncle. And like, oh, it's like, you know, they're going to kill you, right? Yeah, dude. Come on. That guy was that guy and his like cronies were were so stupid oh, i'm like you guys worst. this is so dumb even though i hate to say it those kind of people exist sadly <laughs> but that's true that's sadly true. they do but oh man that i i'll leave them alone they're stupid but yeah <laughs> i'll continue i'll continue with maya the the actress the cool thing I'll, I'll say the cool thing and the bad thing the yeah. cool thing is that this actress actually is deaf and she actually is an amputee yeah yeah which the is amazing. bad thing is that i think marvel was milking that leg yo yeah i feel I think like so. marvel was milking that leg hard I yep. Ain't <laughs> yep i was like marvel let that leg let, man look are we going to credit the leg too like marvel <laughs> like come on like like it's it felt like marvel went past the point of representing amputees to patting itself on the back for having an amputee yeah and maybe i'm not articulating that right but that's how it felt for me well, I was for like, me it took uh, away from like, y'all are really showing this leg a lot yeah and it took away are... from it took away from her other disability to me which was which which is like her name is echo right now they played that for like she's the echo of generations and i understand that and i understand that metaphor but also how does she deal with the world being a person who is deaf and has to use ASL? Now she's using ASL all the time, but yeah. I don't know what impact that has like overarchingly on her character, the way that like, you remember in Daredevil when like he first loses his hearing and you're like, oh my gosh, like I feel so bad for, or, sorry, his sight. And you say like, oh, I feel so bad for this kid. And then when you see him interact with the world, like you can kind of tell that he can't see things. And then he starts to develop his powers where he can actually hear things. And then they kind yeah. of like use echolocation to see all of that is an exploration of a disability and, and how someone might choose to overcome it. And yes, it's fanciful, but it really immerses us in the character. This felt like this felt like to me for a character named Echo, who is deaf and has to deal with that every day that you're a hundred percent right they focused more on the fact that she had a prosthetic leg than they did actually on the reason she's called echo in my opinion this is yeah, weird and the, or um was it in the movie ray when uh ray loses his sight and kind of like how he goes through that as a child like when he's first losing his sight that 
we didn't really get that i mean we got the moment when she was younger when um they beat up the ice cream man but we didn't really get anything else because when we meet her as a child she's just you know hanging out doing signing and everything yep yep um one thing i don't like about maya oh man (laughs) maya is one of those people that are extremely entitled and also mean Mm. like here's okay so she comes home all right she hasn't been home for the longest time she has ignored everybody sent everybody to you know sent everybody to voicemail left their messages on red everything right yeah then she comes home and she's on some well i'm only going to be here for two seconds well you know i don't i don't have anyone who cares about me i don't have anyone that i care about blah 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 meanwhile you're not you're not buying any food right this is bringing you food meanwhile you're not in the hotel no you're in a home that you ain't paying to stay in yeah so even though you say you have no family you have no loved ones which is what you told your uncle on the on the little water tower or whatever it sure is funny how you're using up loved one resources yeah all right man i man she i was so mad <laughs> she comes home the first thing biscuits does is like i'm so excited to see you oh my god i can't believe you're here goes and makes for sure she has food goes on this crazy train run yeah yeah, yeah. just because she says would he have said yes to anyone else no and no. why did he say yes to you echo let's be honest because you're what a loved one so stop yeah. acting like you don't like uh i hate these kind of people like yeah i'm all on my own are you because you're not paying rent <laughs> and actually in a great segue uh she wasn't in a hotel um so we wouldn't be able to tell her that there's no vacancy but speaking of no vacancy <laughs> you have a film on the way yeah man. Uh, could you, you please the let way. the uh, good folks know what is no vacancy yeah so no vacancy is a proof of concept short film which just means that it we filmed it so that we can use it to showcase our feature script that we've already written um that we would like to make and so because now because i'm a writer and because because you know some people will make proof of concept films that are just scenes from the feature or a trailer for the feature mm-hmm. and because i'm a writer i'm like no no, no i want to have its own little story like i want to have a proof of concept film that's its own story um so yeah i, I we wrote um the harlequin is the feature film we wrote the harlequin first and then i was like wow i really want to make this film and it's it's a low budget enough that that's within the realm of realm of possibility to do mm-hmm. but i need to you know find people who will help me fund that film so in the meantime um i'll use what resources i have to film a short film instead and uh i co-wrote it with nathan check and we took it to one of my good friends lucas colombo who's a, a dp and a director himself and I said, hey, do you want to work on this film with us? He's like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's do it. And we went and filmed it. It is about an investigative journalist who has made some choices earlier in her career that are coming back to haunt her. And mm. she's isolating herself um, because of some blackmail she has received. And in that isolation, she, she is um, having to deal with uh you know someone who's blackmailing her and it's a it's a pretty intense little film but it's a it was a really really fun experience to make it It was my first time directing anything so oh well i shouldn't say that 
it was my first time directing um a film i've directed audio projects before but this is the first time i've ever directed a film so it was fun man it was really 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 great experience and it has like a some of the characters are inspired by superhero archetypes or like comic mm -hmm. book archetypes so for example um in the film the investigative journalists that we're following is essentially an investigative journalist should see in comic books like it's very much like a lois lane or i can't remember the name of the character in the flash off the top of my head but there's an investigative journalist in the flash is that whole that whole vibe so it was a really it was a really fun project to work on and everybody who got involved was amazing so i can't wait to show it to everybody it's there's a, we have a little bit of a delay because um uh, moai films which is run by my friend lucas colombo who is a dp on the project um unfortunately my heart goes heart, heart goes out to him if you're a person who prays or if you're a person who gives good vibes definitely give them to lucas because his mom just passed away this last week and okay. um and so i don't know when this the movie will be coming out it was originally going to come out in like the january february time frame but i'm thinking that it's probably going to get pushed back into march or april but um i can't wait to show it to everybody because uh we had such a fun time making it and everyone was so cool to work with so yeah thanks for bringing it up that's that's Ooh, uh it's yeah. a really really cool no really vacancy. cool process yeah. yes i look the trailer is out i've seen the trailer i'll put the link uh down below but yeah the the trailer is cool so i'm like i can't wait to see this i'm i'm excited yeah it'll be really fun i can't wait to show it to you so um uh back to the uh, gritty streets of <laughs> taloma i can't remember the the place that we're in oh Taloha? um I, i'll look it up while we're while it is we're, like tahoma or something like tahoma yeah, it's like taloha or tahoma or something yeah, like that yeah 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 but yeah. the 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 rugged streets no <laughs> honestly <laughs> this is a cool little town yeah. it seems like everybody's you know pretty uh relaxed laid back small place probably one of those towns of like maybe like you know five thousand people or something like that like very small town not a lot of people and the the woman brings literal war to the town the only thing is yeah this is this is kind of like the bad side the good side and the bad side we don't really get to see war in the town which i guess is mm. maybe good mm. um and it's called uh it's tamaha uh so tamaha, tamaha. there Oklahoma. you go yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense but i like the town i kind of wanted to see the war go down but i guess it's it's weird on one side i wanted to see the war happen because this is what the uncle was talking about and this is kind of what we got an idea was coming the dude took out a shoulder fire missile but anyway <laughs> we don't see that and on one hand i'm happy that these people they're just kind of like kicking it minding business they don't bother anybody that they weren't hurt but i also am kind of disappointed because we we were talking about these uh i guess consequences or like this danger that follows her and then danger didn't really follow her there, i mean a couple mm. of people got kidnapped but this is you know you had a i mean i guess biscuits came through and kind of monster truck the bad guys but <laughs> you know, yeah i mean i i was expecting more of a of a war because her uncle said i believe he said you're going to bring war to this town yeah 
And I was like, oh man. I was like, these aren't the type of people that are like, you know, these just people that like kind of go to work and go home. They're not going to be able to handle like wet work assassins that, you know, Kingpin can, you know, afford. Yeah. But actually, I'm glad you brought this up because that's one of the things I had forgotten about this until you until you just brought up now. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm I've always been a little unclear. Well, I'm a little unclear about what the the Irish bad guy who works under Kingpin. I've been a little I was a little unclear on what his motivation was to just attack the festival because like. I understood that he wanted revenge on Maya because Maya blew up their armory or whatever. And so and a bunch of his him. weapons are gone. Yeah, and almost killed him. So I totally get that. And then I guess you could say, well, he's so mad at Maya that he just wants to destroy her entire culture or something like that. But like to me, it would have been nice to have a little bit more of like his motivation worked in there because to bring an RPG to a to like a town fair is odd when you just want to kill one person and you bring like you know trucks full of guys like two trucks full of guys with with automatic weaponry yeah and that it's guy like was not playing. yeah that guy was not messing around the only thing i could assume is maybe kingpin was like i want to destroy everything she has so i'm the only thing she does have maybe because she did say that he isolated her so maybe that's it yeah I and, I, and, they, and i wish i was just got a line of that you know what i mean like well since you seem to want to go back to your heritage and your culture i'm just going to destroy it or something like that let, let yeah. me know exactly why you're doing it um but no i i actually agree with you that i'm in 100 agreement with you that the town didn't feel all that involved for as much as they were foreshadowing that war was going to come to the town it still felt like to me the war was mostly related to Maya's immediate family. Um, yeah. Now, I did love the fact that they were showcasing the Choctaw heritage with all of the people in their in their mm-hmm. traditional costuming. That was awesome. I love that. But it just felt like it was like, okay, well, now let's use those people in that scenario to see if they can like fight back against all these other guys as opposed to one guy in a monster truck. Um, to your point, it didn't really feel like the, the war came to the town so much as it was that the war came to Maya and Maya's family kind of had to deal with it. So that's a really good point. I, I, I'm in agreement with that. I think that was that's a little bit of the reason why episode five for me, that and the cheesy part of the of like her calling on the ancestors. Again, not the aspect of that that she's doing it, but rather the execution of it on screen. I think those those two things were where episode five kind of went down a little bit because episode five could have been just as good as episode four if they mm-hmm. would have solved a few of those problems. You know what? I'll say this. that It seems to happen with a lot of Marvel shows. The climax is kind of like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like It seems like the, the Marvel show climax is just all right yeah and i mean i liked i liked the whole thing of like all right she's accepting her bloodline she'd be she's accepting her family she's not shunning her family that is one of those like acceptance moments coming of age moments that that's cool that's powerful right but then they show the people behind her and i was kind of like that's i see what you're trying to do but that doesn't that kind of works more in like say like anime or maybe that works maybe that can work in maybe just a different setting like a different show but here it just didn't 
really work maybe because we didn't have time to establish something like that mm. um because like say say if you have something like black panther we had a stat we had established you know that they're speaking to spirits and going to the spiritual realm you yeah. know three or four times like they, uh, three times i think they went three yeah maybe yeah, that three or four right. times three, four and times. It, so so that's kind of established here it's kind of like okay we have memories slash visions you know but nothing to the point of like spirits actually kind of like appearing kind of thing right um, but you did you we did see the mom the mom conversation so i guess but it just seemed kind of out of place at yes. that time yes and it definitely it seemed kind of cheesy to me yep. um but yeah yep. the climax it just ends up the fights aren't that great i think i think one of the biggest things marvel's fights have to get better yeah they got to get better yeah they're come on man who, who all right call whoever is working on the show warrior all right call them <laughs> call whoever worked on the two movies the raid not yeah, you know yeah. th th call them i know they're somewhere call those people so you can have cool fights too yep because the fights just aren't really the skating rink fight didn't really do it for me no no that did that didn't work that well at all yo she suplexed the dude <laughs> hold up i forgot there was this huge dude that she suplexed and i was like ah i but but yo that that was crazy but um also i will give props to that fight scene because there is one thing that i definitely know hurts because they just they're heavy those ski balls if you hit somebody in the head with that <laughs> yeah i'm i'm sure those really did hurt oh yeah that part was actually cool but even the even the part where um they made it to be this like really cool sequence where she like takes the guy through the wall the makes make skate again make make what was it make america, make skate, america again. skate again yeah 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 and she comes through the wall and like lands on him and i was like man i don't know if you're gonna be able to take that guy through that wall to be honest with you like it, it, yeah. it seemed like it was everything seemed like so outside but i guess of, that's part of her maybe subconsciously using her super strength without knowing it i guess it could be you know because yeah. now we're because because now we're realizing that maya isn't human or i mean she is a human but she's like a meta human sort of like a meta human sort of um but she's not a mutant so that's different so is you know ah I guess we could throw it on that and just say, hey, she was kind of you. But we we have to make the logic leaps for the show. Yes, yes. And I did think that the I did think that the what did you think of the Daredevil fight? Because I thought the Daredevil fight oh. was actually really good. Yes, let's let's get to the Daredevil fight. I want to I, I was saving that to talk to. So this is a perfect time to talk about <laughs> Daredevil. So this show is not without its tie in. We get to see Hawkeye. We get to see Daredevil, and you know, of course, we get to see Kingpin. Daredevil comes in for two seconds. Yeah. And uh, he mops the floor as he should. And Echo is getting whooped up. And getting whooped so bad, she just ran for the gun. She was like, look, screw this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, it's a shame when you getting beat so bad, you're like, nah, uh, I got I just I need a gun now. I like I thought I was cool, but he's on another level. 
Like, even though he was like, oh, no, you don't. But I did like that fight scene. I thought it was, it was good to see Daredevil come in. It's, this show is finally... This show um, also with um, the Marvels, and I know there's polarization about the Marvels. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, it felt like kind of like one of those one-shot issues where mm. you know hey we're all in town together hey why don't we go to the mall oh my god somebody's attacking kind of like that thing. <laughs> um, yeah yeah there's a uh, there's an episode of young justice where all of the all of the women they go to like brunch or something and then someone robs a bank across the street and they gotta kind of like suit up and then that's when i think that's when they all end up going to bialia to fight against queen bee or whatever but that's all other thing but i like those kind of things where it's like hey we're just here together hanging out we got some superhero downtime and it's like oh no you don't but <laughs> but so daredevil comes in we get some tie-in we get hawkeye tie-in kingpin tie-in this is another show where like the marvels i'm starting to feel like okay they all are in the same world mm. now you know it might be clunky in some places some people might not like it but i do like that the marvels as well as this show is making a concerted effort to say hey these people are all in the same universe they know each other they've heard of one another they you know they are affected by one another i like that mm. now i mean of course i know when you have schedules and actors you can't always do that you know because when comics you're just drawing you, you know everyone's available when you're just drawing <laughs> right but, but i like that i like that this show had those tie-ins to say hey you know this this person is you know at the street level and these are kind of people that you would meet at the street level hmm. um so i dug that i dug that a lot i i like the fact that daredevil's in there i also like the fact that daredevil came in and he was almost kind of like almost kind of like scolding her mm. he was like i was waiting for them to <laughs> and here you come in and messing stuff up so yeah, <laughs> yeah. i like the daredevil fight how about you i thought the daredevil fight was the best fight in the uh, in the series mm -hmm. um especially because you know you get that really cool fight in episode one and then in episode two, you get the train sequence, which I think is probably my least favorite sequence. Either the train sequence or the the sporting event sequence are the or my least favorite in this series. Um, but no, I love the Daredevil inclusion, and I want to pick up on something you said because I think it's really, really insightful of you to say. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I keep coughing. I'm getting over bronchitis. Oh, um, yeah, it's brutal. I've had it for like I don't know three weeks or something like that, and I can't stop coughing. But anyway, um. One of the things that I think that you were saying that I think fits in perfectly mm -hmm. with what Marvel's doing with their TV shows and whether TV shows sometimes feel like they end in a lackluster sort of way. And I think this is actually happening with with Lucasfilm and Star Wars at the same time is that it feels like they're they're trying to leave their biggest moments and their most impressive moments for you to go pay to see the theater as opposed oh. to seeing in on a TV show. And so it's kind of like, like they're almost like they're building up to something and they're like, oh, you can't get that unless you pay us some more money. You know what I mean? Like we're going to, you, you gotta, you gotta pay some more money in the theater to get that particular but event. You, it, but I, in, at least, and I mean, of course I'm not running the books at Disney, right? But even though you can charge more, I guess, per viewing 
at a theater isn't it really good to have people hooked on a guaranteed monthly payment so that you can plan out your budget especially as someone who has a house budget i can say hey look we got i don't know let's say a million people hooked at nine dollars a month you know what i'm saying so we're cool now we can buy this and we can buy that and we can fund this and fund that because we have this many people coming back every month because we're giving them nothing but hot fire yep yep (laughs) Yep. Well, and to, to to double down on that, Marvel was doing so much content and so much content that was what do I want to say? Variable in its in its quality mm-hmm. that like like for example, I watched a few episodes of um She-Hulk and then I was like, "Oh man, like this is supposed to be funny." I don't think it's funny, and so I don't really want to watch it anymore. And then I, I did watch the Daredevil episode because I was curious about how they were going to have him show up in in oh, the boy. new Marvel. Um, and I have massive issues with that. But then I was like, okay, well, that wasn't my favorite, but that's just one isolated thing, so I, I'm not going to worry about that. I'll just you know watch the next one that comes out. And then Secret Invasion comes out, and I watched the first episode of that, and I'm like, oh, this is brutal. Like, this is not... This is not entertaining. Like Samuel L. Jackson is one of the most entertaining actors that has ever been in Hollywood. And you're making this dude super boring in this, mm-hmm. in this, in this episode, like this, in this series. So I didn't watch anything else after that. So, so, and then I didn't see Marvels because I had seen Quantumania and I did not like Quantumania. I thought Quantumania was. It just felt real strange to me. It felt like a made-for-TV movie as opposed to a theater experience. And yeah, Quantumania was firmly in the okay territory. I did yeah. I did like the fact, because when I reviewed it, I said, I think that we're getting back. We're getting back to like, okay, it seems like this movie at least has a plan. This yeah. isn't my favorite movie, but it se- at least now seems like they have an idea of what they want to do. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It's firmly in the kind of like C. Yeah, not C minus, but like though, a so like a firm build him. C. Yep, 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 yep. I, I'm I'm willing to go there. I I would agree with that. And I and I did like Loki season two, which did end on a big major plot yeah. point thing. But that was the end of the whole series. I don't think they're going to have a Loki season three, right? So like that nah. was like we can end this one on a big note because this is impactful for everything moving forward. So I think, but but I think the the major point overall is that like I don't think that the TV shows, for the most part, unless they're ending a character arc like they did with Loki, mm-hmm. they're not giving us these big major moments, and so it's harder to say I want to watch everything that Marvel's doing because I was even up until pretty much twenty twenty three, I was watching every single thing that came out from Marvel. And yeah. that's been a little rougher lately. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to do this anymore. Like there's too many other amazing things out there. I still haven't watched one piece on Netflix, which I hear is amazing. Oh yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. There's, there's a few, there's a few other things that I still haven't seen. And I was like, you know what? I just, there's Marvel's not really bringing it with the level that other people are bringing it with. So I'm going to, so the bummer about that is, is that yes, I'm caught up on echo. And part of that is because I love the daredevil, luke cage jessica jones punisher world and that's like one of my favorite worlds to live in so i can't wait for that stuff to come back i I even think they're bringing john berenthal back as punisher which is amazing nice um i think that's true don't quote me on that look it up but i think that's true 
Um, so that's all awesome, but like I have no idea what's going on with Secret Invasion or like what Secret Wars is going to be. I have no clue because I just totally missed out on that show. Now I'll probably watch Marvels when it comes out on Disney Plus or whatever. I'll probably watch it because um, it did look like it could be fun, but the but the previews did not sell me on it. The previews were like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know about this. This could go in a direction that is not great. And this um, is this is might be a a part where Marvel TV and movies are kind of getting like the comics are mm. because I mean, and this is no diss to the comics, but I mean, I, I'd never read every single Marvel comic that ever came out. Right. You, know, you, you go in, you don't, you don't go in there and you're like, let me, I'm going to just buy everything that Marvel put out this month. You know, usually it's yeah. like, let me get this, let me get this. Okay. Take it easy. And yep. then if they reference another comic, you might be like, oh, let me see if a friend has it or let me go buy that one. But, well, that's also why they always try to do these crazy tie-in events yeah, where it's like, bruh, I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have to buy 30 books to get the Civil War storyline or something like that. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe we're getting to the point where it's like, hey, you know, uh, you know a lot of people might buy, you know, X-Men, but are they going to buy x-force and x x-men red and x-factor and you know you know um new mutants and like are they going to buy all those or are they going to buy x-men and uncanny x-men or are they just going to buy one or the other you know maybe that's maybe that's where we're getting to now yeah it could be and and, and the, the harder thing with film um is that like you have you you have actors portraying the characters who basically get careers made and don't want to come back to marvel and also age out of the roles and so it's, it's yeah. like like nowadays it's and i think that, that that's one of the problems that they're facing like it, i don't think it's that well i'm just going to speak from my perspective i don't know how other people feel about this because there's really crazy people that have really weird feelings about this stuff but like i have no problem with um with falcon taking over the captain america role right like that's fine i don't mind that at all the, but the only bummer about that situation is that we know that Chris Evans is basically not going to be playing Captain America anymore either. Like he, like his character, uh, whether or not he's Captain America, is not coming back in any way, shape, or form. But the comics don't have that problem because the comics can just keep using the same character, can keep using yeah, Steve everybody's, Rogers. Over everybody's and over. thirty-one for like the rest of their life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everybody's like everyone's like twenty-eight to thirty-two forever. <laughs> exactly. And so, the, so it's, I think it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit more difficult for film and TV to do all of those tie-in series like you're talking about because they always have to be constantly reintroducing us to a different actor in the in the role because they can't have the same actor in the role forever. So it's just kind of like a weird. I think they need it. I think you're right that that's exactly what Marvel's doing from a strategic standpoint, and I think it's probably not the most ideal situation because you described it in comics and you said I'm, there's no way I'm buying all these things that's one of the reasons why I don't read comics is because I'm like I feel like they've serialized them to the point where it's hard to just pick up any particular comic anywhere at any time and like get into the story it feels like you're missing decades worth of information and yeah. that's impossible so I really hope they don't go down that route because I don't think that that will work with film I, I did a um, t 
to, to, to prove this point, and this is anecdotal evidence, but it's still a, a piece of data. I did a talk at, at a university one time. They, were do, they had a, um, it's a university I graduated from. They were doing like a day of learning where you could, all the students and the professors and everybody, and even people from the community, could just come into any session and sit in a session and, and hear from people. And I did one on like, how do we tell if someone's a hero or a villain utilizing comic book characters from film? And I had like, I don't know, that's like maybe eight or nine people in there. So it wasn't like a big talk or anything like that. It was just pretty small talk. And at one point in time, I went, this is this is the year that Black Panther came out, right? And mm -hmm. I go, I think Civil War had come out too. I don't remember exactly what had come out. But I, I said to them, I go, how many of you have seen Black Panther? Zero people out of nine who attended on purpose a... a comic book panel had seen black panther and one, one kid was like i think i saw black panther i'm not sure and i was like oh <laughs> i think i saw it yeah like and, and i was thinking i was sitting there looking at looking at these nine people and i was thinking to myself but you well, came here if you came to a comic book panel and i've seen all of this stuff but you've only seen like one or two movies here or there because they'd seen other movies but they hadn't necessarily seen the movie that i was going to give because black panther's character arc um through civil war um and then and then through the the first black panther movie to tell his character arc i thought is, is awesome it's one of my favorites mm -hmm. and i was going to use that as a reference point to talk about why he's a hero um, and not a villain and how he became a hero and I'm like, literally no one's seen it. And that made me realize that the general marketplace, even people who would say like, yeah, I like watching comic book movies, is not like you or me. It's not the people who are going yeah. to see every single thing that comes out. It's a different kind of person. And Marvel can't sustain that because you and I are, because even me now, I'm, I'm saying, well, I can't keep up with Marvel. And I'm the one, I'm one of the ones who did. So I just think it's, they're putting themselves in a place that's pretty challenging. Yeah, and especially if everyone isn't good exactly like, exactly and it's and not saying that every because i don't i don't agree with this idea that everything has to be you know avengers endgame either no um, no not at all but just if any if all of these things can be say objective objectively say like a b minus to a b we'd have a lot more fervor for these projects yes 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 and exactly. th I think that's why people are one people are like oh well I watch this and not this and stuff like that but that's why you know people aren't clamoring to well amongst other things clamoring to the movie theater because I mean you know a lot of people want to blame Marvel or blame DC or blame whoever let's be honest we got to blame these theaters too yeah. like the floors aren't clean bathrooms oh, aren't clean dude. they don't have they don't have ushers getting people out that are talking and stuff or I got to pay for the ticket. I also have to pay to park. They, yep. You know, they like they, you know, or you know, any number of things. Or you're sitting in the theater and someone's talking on their phone, and like I said, the usher doesn't get them out. Or you're sitting in the theater and there's like younger kids like running around the theater. That happened when I was at when I went to Kubo and when I went to what Kubo, and I think when I was at the um my hero academia movie the um the heroes unite one um they were like uh look like 17 16 17 they were just running around the theater like they they oh, i guess they were like kind of like playing tag sort of but I, they were like running and yelling but the movie's playing 
Oh my god! And so you know, I I go out and um, uh, I told the I told the manager, and he was like, "Oh well, you know, we'll go get him." And they they did go get him and kind of got him out. I guess they you know uh, kicked him out or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, "Yeah, but now I lost. I missed the movie. I can't rewind right. it like right. everybody else." Right. You know. He was like, "Well, I can give you a free movie." I was like, "Yeah, but is it going to be another free movie?" with like kids running around exactly exactly so, so there's you know you know then you have like you know 200 dollars snickers and <laughs> you know 84.95 yeah. popcorn so i mean it's there's all of these things come together you know you have i mean we're still reeling from effects of the pandemic you know like inflation is crazy then going to the movies is a, it's it's like a big deal for some people like let's say let's say you want to take uh the kids and i i say this because i was with i was i was with uh lisa but we were behind um this lady at least i think no i, I was by myself but i was behind this lady it was her and i guess her kids and like a couple of other kids concessions alone mm. right i think it was four kids and all it seemed like two kids were hers and then the other two kids were friends um but concessions alone it was like a hundred and twenty-three dollars or something like that. Oh my gosh! Alone, Holy we haven't cow. even we haven't even gotten the uh, we haven't even gotten the uh, you know the tickets. And I mean, of course, she already paid for the tickets, but I'm not. Uh, this was um, you're you're from well, you've been in LA, so you know we were at oh, the yeah. Century City uh, AMC. So you had to pay to park. Oh my gosh! And you had to pay for the tickets. And it was her, her husband, the two kids, and two other kids. And it was like $121, $122, something like that. I was like, that's insane. Yeah. I was like, that's like a real restaurant. Like, like what? I mean, it, and I miss it. I truly do. That's a that's a good that's a good date at, at Truxton's. Yeah. I miss I miss Truxton's. Oh, <laughs> I miss Truxton's so much. <laughs> no, like I think I almost feel like like exactly the experiences you just described are why i don't like going to the theater like I, now don't get me wrong i used to love going to the theater i used to wait you know i'm old enough i'm old enough that you know i was showing up to lord of the rings or the prequels or even if you go back even further i was going to the um the re the star wars re-releases back in the late 90s and I was lying, I was going and buying my tickets as soon as the theater opened so they didn't sell out. And then I was driving back there like three hours before the movie would start just to get in line so I could get one of the best seats in the house. Oh, yeah, I forgot because you weren't they weren't assigned seats. They then. weren't assigned, yeah. You had to line up. Cause I remember lining up for the prequels for that episode one. Yep. Oh, yep. Boy. You had to do it. You had to do it. And, I, and and so like I remember all that, but like when you went through that level of preparation to go to a movie most of the people there were not going to be running up and down the aisles and stuff like that right like they yeah. were going to be like um i was i've been waiting in line for three hours i'm not going to ruin this movie for myself or anybody else yeah. and so now when i go to the theater like I, I try to avoid going to the theater to be honest because most of the time you don't know what experience you're going to get you don't know if it's going to be there's going to be people who are loud in there i had in my in, in the theater that's closest to me because i live in kind of like the middle of not the middle of nowhere but i live pretty remotely let's just call, let's just say that and the the theater that's local to me is actually a really good one so it's 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 new and everything and it's awesome but we had an outbreak of moths 
for uh, for whatever reason we had an <laughs> outbreak of moths over like wow. like this is like last not last summer but the summer before i think Dude, there were there were moths flying around in the theater, like in front of the screen and everything. And I was just like, "Are you serious?" Like, I know this is difficult to take care of, but like, I paid. You know, now fortunately, it's not that expensive at my local theater because they don't have enough demand That's for it. But like, a weird problem to have, but it's still a problem. <laughs> it's still a problem. It's but my point is, is like, I can be sitting in my house. I watched uh, my wife and I watched Past Lives. And then we watched a movie that I would recommend. I think you would really like this movie, actually, because there's lots of action in it. Um, there's a movie. It, it's a French movie. You can play the English dubs, or we just we just watched it with the English subtitles. But it's called um, The Three Musketeers, D'Artagnan, Part 1. And it came out just in uh, last year. Um, and it's about Three Musketeers and all that. Um, and... I loved watching both those movies at home on my small TV. Like, I don't even have a big TV. I have like a 50 inch TV or something. And like, I mean, that's not, that's not small, but it's not like it's like, you know, some of my friends yeah, have like it's not 80 like a, inch a TVs. Theater yeah. screen. Right, right, right. And so I, I, I love like, I love, I used to love going to the theater, but I do not love going to the theater anymore for all of the reasons you described, which were perfectly described. Like, yeah. why aren't the theaters? But back in the day, it used to be that the, the that the that an usher would walk in to every single showing yeah. and like kind of like flashlight, have the flashlight exactly, and they'd be like. And if there were some people that they were like, I never saw these people buy tickets, they'd go ask them, like, hey, did you guys buy tickets for this showing or whatever? Nowadays, you pay for your ticket, and sometimes people will be sitting in your seat that you've already prepaid for. You're like, uh, yo, this is yeah. my seat. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, can you, you do you move. not know how to read letters and numbers together to tell you where to sit? Like, come on, man. Like, I, I just, and, and, and like, there's no usher presence. They rarely kick people out. Like, it's so frustrating. Everything you described is the exact reason why I don't go to the theater as much anymore. So we have gone on a tangent, but maybe maybe we're touching something because Disney Plus did do this with what did they do? Was it Cinderella? I can't remember what they did, but maybe maybe look, come out with your movie and just give it to us at home. Like sell it. We'll look, I will pay for it and then I can watch it at home. I can pause it when I feel like it. You know, I, I can pause and then once I pay for it, then it's just available on Disney Plus for me after that. You know, yep. or maybe it's available to available to me for like you know a weekend, like some blockbuster stuff. Like I get it for five days, and then it like disappears until it comes out on Disney Plus for real. I don't know, but then I don't have to drive anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I can I don't have to drive anywhere. I can pause it when I want to. I can rewind it, and I can you know turn on the subtitles or something if I miss something or. Or if y'all do what y'all love doing in, in Hollywood movies is have somebody whisper at the lowest whisper possible to ever whisper. <laughs> and then you're like, what did he say? <laughs> you're like, hold on, turn on the captions. Now rewind it. Okay. Oh, that's what he said. Or what makes you even more mad is when he's whispering and you know he's saying something and you like rewind it three times. So then you turn the caption and it's like inaudible. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> the captions just say inaudible. I'm like, yeah. man, you're killing yeah. me. That's so true. But I mean, I I'm pretty sure people would do that. I mean, I don't know. I know they tested it with what movie did they did they allow people to buy on Disney Plus? I can't remember. Yeah, there was a pandemic release that they had. It was in the pandemic. Was it yeah? No, it wasn't Cinderella. It was something, but somebody in the comments will let us know. But yeah, I'd be willing to do that. Like I buy movies at home oh, all me the too. time anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Let us for buy sure. it here. Put out the marbles, let us buy it, and then we can just watch it at home and I don't have to go anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, even though I know, you know, 
all of this stuff is kind of connected you know the movies also have to be exciting too but going to the theater can also be a drain especially once you start having kids and stuff it can be even more of a drain because it's like okay i have to figure out when i can go you know uh can the wife watch or can the husband watch or maybe maybe we can drop him over grandma's real quick and go see it two hours come back you know it, you can't just like you know it's not like you're 18 and you're like hey i'm gonna just go see the late show and you can't do that you got a bedtime routine you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally now you gotta you know about shower brush your teeth all this stuff read a book go to bed you know and then and then they get up and then you go to bed again and they get up one more time then go to bed again then they're really asleep <laughs> so but yeah that maybe that's the thing the the marvel shows definitely have to give us more in that finale like we need we need those kind of like we need those like knock down drag out finales that have us you know what marvel i want you to aim for across the spider-verse type finales have mm-hmm. us angry have us like whoa whoa, 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 whoa. there's not more hold mm-hmm. on there's there's definitely like 30 minutes more like because we you're, you're gonna end it here have us wanting more mm-hmm. not like oh, okay that's all right that's it yeah like have us super excited to go talk to other people because i don't think that this this is a bad show like i guess i guess um we can i'll throw it i'll throw it to you for final Mm. thoughts Mm. final thoughts on the show as a whole and uh what do you what are you expecting from marvel i guess concerning this because or or you know what before final thoughts i'll do this Mm. kingpin and his stinger Mm. kingpin and his stinger we do have a little bit of a a little bit of possible devil's reign you know i guess inference in this Mm. where kingpin could become the mayor could be Mm. you know could be running for mayor Mm -hmm. and the devil's reign storyline is kind of cool it's all right I, i think it's all right the only thing is that's a lot of actors that y'all gonna have to bring in and i i like the devil's range storyline i'd love to see it played out in live action but are y'all gonna do it like secret invasion because <laughs> devil's range should probably be like maybe like half a phase mm. like we like we see guardians of the galaxy doing their thing and then when we flash back to earth it's like oh snap like our heroes are dealing with this yeah so like maybe you know maybe like you know thor can't well thor's not really involved so uh like maybe like they can't come down to earth and like help anyone because they're like you know you know fantastic four oh yeah they're not even introduced yeah you can't really do devil's reign because we don't have i guess we got spider-man but we don't have yeah it's we'd have to modify that a lot so i don't know what they're thinking it'll probably be a super modified version of devil's reign because now that i started thinking about it like we don't have any of the kids we got miss marvel (laughs) we don't have spidey well we have uh pete but we don't have miles we we also don't have the uh awesome hulk we don't have oh right 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 yeah we don't yeah there's yeah i don't know what they're planning to do they're definitely having him looking at being a mayor but i don't know what they're going to do beyond that right right 
Well, they supposedly the Daredevil storyline was going to be the Born Again storyline. Which have you read that storyline? No, I've never read Born Again. How okay, is I've never I've never read Devil's Reign, but like Born Again is dark. It is so dark. I mean, it is like it is. I won't even I won't even say what it's about because it's it'd be too much of a spoiler. But it is crazy dark, and I think that they could pull it off with Kingpin being the mayor. I think would be fine. I don't think that that would okay. be a problem necessarily. Um, but so if they go that route, I'd be I'd be I was initially pretty concerned about them making the Born Again storyline, predominantly because they were not they were. Sig- the suggestion at the time was that we're not doing it in the next in, in the Netflix style, which means it was going to be done in like the PG 13 style. Oh, okay. It was going to be done in like, and I'm like, that storyline is so dark that I don't know how you can tell that storyline in like, there's like, there's like drug addiction. There's like uh, daredevil goes through like basically hitting rock bottom. Not, he's not the one that's addicted to drugs, but someone close to him is. And like he hits rock bottom and just wonders like can he even be a superhero anymore? Like it's it's a psychological manipulation of Daredevil from Kingpin, and ah. it's insane. Um, and and it's so it's so dark that it's almost like um, I think it would be better actually as a film or a TV show than it was as a comic because the comic almost is like just kind of revels in its darkness as opposed to. Oh, Frank Miller did. Oh, yeah, I know how he get down. So yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, they just bathing in darkness. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's probably some dark scenes that are just dark for the sake of it because he's like, I'm Frank Correct. Miller, so I have to go there. Correct. Correct. Exactly right. So I I want to see that on on screen, and I think that Marvel could handle it really well. But I want the Daredevil creators from Netflix to be the ones doing it, right? Um, and yeah. so I think that I think that the setup for the future of Daredevil and Kingpin and Echo and all that is is solid so long as they lean into all of those things. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll say it, I'll say it that way. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking I'm lo- more looking forward to it since we saw them literally say this part of the universe is going to continue on with the new creators and what we were getting is not what we wanted that to me is a good sign that like maybe they're finally realizing that like why reinvent the wheel when the wheel you had was amazing yeah i and the good thing is since we're keeping these actors i'd be interested because okay if we're keeping these actors it was shown they're saying that the netflix universe is honestly tied to the MCU where it was tied, but they was always they were always very very close to the vest with how close it was tied to it. But now, since we're saying that it's definitely part of the MCU, then now that I think about it, we have opened up possibility for our younger heroes. Well, mm. I guess they've grown up now, they're a little bit older now, but there was a tie-in because one of the cops in the cloak and dagger show was in uh was one of the cops in the luke cage show i think or the jessica uh, joe show so those were tied together yeah and then there was a tie-in with cloak and dagger and the runaways oh cool so now if that if if my if my idea <laughs> works 
if my thoughts be true, <laughs> but that means we have not only Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop, um, and then sort of Cassie, because I don't know what she's doing now. I guess he's still going to be getting her hero on. Um, so Cassie and possibly Patriot, but we also have Cloak and Dagger, who are probably who are of course older now. But mm. we have Cloak and Dagger, and then we have the kids from Runaways as well to draw upon. So, um, like Nico and um, I cannot remember the young girl that was like all made of light or whatever, but we have those characters. Mm. So we could probably, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and think about. I might do another another episode where I try to get all these characters and see if it's possible. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's possible. So I mean, but I think a modified Devil's Reign that sort of kickstarts you know daredevil show that could work that could work yeah because yeah. we don't have i mean if we're going to bring back the netflix people or at least most of them that means that we still kind of have the defenders i would recast iron fist and like not say anything yeah totally like I, I would i would recast iron fist super fast and just like not say anything i'd just be like this is iron fist and they'd be like really yeah that's him. don't ask <laughs> I agree, and I agree. yeah i think i think that could work so kingpin um i do want to see where this goes i want to see how they modify it because if this is supposed to be a devil's reign we're missing a lot of people mm. i mean we do have we do have captain america i mean basically in falcon um winter soldier's not there but we could throw him in there um we have one spider-man we yep. could just cast a new Spider-Man and let this be his backdoor pilot, which is something that I think that Marvel should do more of. What Marvel mm. did with Black Panther, they should do that with a lot more people. Yeah, yeah, I So agree. maybe a Devil's Reign could be a way to kind of backdoor these actors in and kind of let them play in sort of like a Civil War vibe where it doesn't have to be their show so they don't have to carry all the weight. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that'll be it. But, uh, that's a good idea that's a good idea that they should maybe, recast maybe, that, people and maybe have it'll work shows. like that yeah I like the idea I so hey Marvel look just go in and send me a check and everything will be fine <laughs> send it send the check <laughs> oh, alright so I'll throw it to you final thoughts and of course where can they find you final thoughts on Echo um you know, I think Echo was was worth watching. Like, I don't, feel, I didn't feel that way about, um, I didn't feel that way about She-Hulk. Obviously, didn't feel that way about Secret Invasion. I could kind of go either way on Ms. Marvel. Like, Ms. Marvel had some awesome moments, and then some moments that kind of like, eh. So I would say that Echo for me personally was better than Ms. Marvel, <laughs> even though I liked some of Ms. Marvel a lot. Um, mm -hmm. If I were to compare it to like a Star Wars show, since you and I talk a lot about Star Wars shows, it kind of feels like it's between Ahsoka and Kenobi. Whereas like mm, Kenobi, okay. the whole time you and I were doing shows on Kenobi, I was feeling like this is a pretty good show and I hope that it has a reason for existing. And then the, then it ended and I was like, there's no reason for that show to exist. Yeah, what they, a bummer. It was just like, hey, the actor wants to do it. And yeah, exactly. people that get paid a lot of money to make up things couldn't make up anything for this iconic actor and character yep that's a perfect way of saying it and so 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 kenobi to me is very much mediocre whereas like ahsoka despite the fact that i didn't 
think it ended all that well. It rose to like 10 out of 10 heights in the middle of that season, right? And we did shows on that too, like where like the middle episodes were like, these are 10 out of 10. These are awesome. It was like episode like like four, five, and six or something like that. It was like a stretch of three episodes that were like really cool. Yep. And then it kind of went back to being sort of okay. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll, I'll give Ahsoka a little bit of a higher rating than Echo and then Echo would fit in sort of like you know it's like in the hawkeye range for me it's like yeah it's a it's okay like it's good like i'd watch it but it's not one of those shows where i would say if you've never seen marvel or if you really like marvel but you've been out of marvel for a while and you're not sure if you want to come back i would not tell someone like you have to go see echo echo's amazing um so it's kind of like uh in the good category if i was to give it like a number it'd be like six and a half seven somewhere in there Mm, okay okay all right yeah. uh i i can I, I can see where you're coming from with that one i i definitely agree uh it's it's one of those where it's it's showing that they're they're trying and i know that the yes. wheels turn slow because production is like you know takes years so um i'm seeing that the wheels are turning yep but um uh once again of course tell them where they can find you yeah, so you can find me. Um, I have a YouTube channel called How Stories Work with Jay Shear. Um, I'm doing a lot of content on um, the movie that I directed. So I'm talking about how I, what I learned while directing that film. So if you want to come alongside me and learn some things about directing film, you can check it out on How Stories Work with Jay Shear. I also recently watched The Killer on Netflix, and I really liked it. And a lot of people are like... I don't think quite understanding all of what's going on in that film. I even watched some people that I really respect in their breakdowns. I'm like, actually, I think you missed a couple of things. So doing some content on the killer over there as well. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then you can also um, hopefully check Nerd Soul out pretty soon with us on the Story Geek Show, which is over on the Orange Grove 55 YouTube channel. We haven't had Nerd Soul on with us in a long time, but I'm hoping Michael can join us soon because I love talking to Michael about stuff. Um, and we do shows just breaking down, you know, our favorite geek stuff. And uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next. We've been talking about Pixar a lot lately, so we'll see what happens next. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a Star Wars thing. Or Incredibles something. three. Let's do this. Yeah, hey, there it is. There it is. Or Inside Out 2, even. Um, wait, let's, let's, what's taking so long? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. You can find me at those places. If you want to follow me on X, um, you can follow me at Jay Shear. I'll, I'll be hanging out on X every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Oh, he, ha- he has thoughts on X. <laughs> I have a few thoughts here and there. <laughs> oh, boy. So, of course, uh, final thoughts for me. Um, this show... It's okay. It does seem like we're starting to see the the studio turn around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to see where Maya goes. I hope Maya stays in, stays, you know, stays tip top shape or whatever, so that she can, you know, continue doing this role. Because I'm pretty sure these things aren't easy. Like even Hugh Jackman talked about like having to like stay in shape for this stuff because it's like it's not easy. Like being like super ripped all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully she can stay healthy stay in shape and all that good stuff because you know injuries and stuff they prolong productions and all that so oh, yeah. so uh besides that the i i'm not super happy about the the abilities but now that we have the abilities i want to see where they go and if they are tied to anything or if it's just another part of what makes the earth so special in this universe Mm. um 
you know, from like from like the Ten Rings to mutants that we'll see sooner or later to, of course, her with Chaffa and the Choctaw people, the first Choctaw people, um, you know, her bloodline, things of that nature, you know, and then, of course, all the like super geniuses we have from like, you know, uh, Reed or Stark or uh, T'Challa, Blue Marvel, if we ever see him, um, mm. Moon Girl, stuff like that. There's, you know, Peter is a, is like a, I don't know, genius scientist. Like, you know, all of these super smart people, something like that. So that that just adds into like what makes, you know, Earth so special and why, you know, like the Kree and the Shi'ar and whatever kind of hate on us. Mm. But, mm. <laughs> but um, do I want to see more of Maya? Yes um do i think this is the best show no but could i watch it again maybe some of the episodes probably like three four and five Mm. skip the first two something like that Mm -hmm. um but i don't hate the show but i think it's time for us to start moving from okay into a firm good you know like everything doesn't have to be great i understand that i mean no one's ever going to hit greatness like you're never like say if you're if you're a painter and you painted your peak you know painting or something it's not like you can turn around next week and do another one just like that mm. but i would like to get into solid you know just give me honor roll you know just give me honor roll let's, let's get out of the c's and d's let's get into honor roll you know at least let's get into the honor rolls and and stay there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that said, N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. And until the next time that you have to shoot somebody so that the shoulder fire missile goes up in the air and somehow <laughs> explodes <laughs> like a firework, this is from us to you saying peace. <laughs> <laughs>